Kia ora, no mai hara mai kitia hika. Here's this week's podcast. Behold my cool style while I greet the funk with my money. Want to buffen up on my bass guitar. My skills allow me break the tension or the tackle like Jonah Lomu on attack. I paid my dues from here to Timbuktu and back. It may not be intentional, but when digital artist Johnson Witsihira designs art, he makes an impact not only visually, but for the sheer scale of some of his recent work. This year, Johnson, nō Ngāti Hinekura, Ngāpuhi e Ngāti Hau, exhibited at City Gallery in Wellington as part of Māori Language Week. His light box project Land of Tara featured at Wellington's Courtney Place and wrapped up earlier this month. The Waituhi mural project he designed at Opera House Lane was his first foray into street art and depicted Atua Māori or Māori gods. You get the sense that Johnson loves being busy, but not too busy when he stopped by for a chat to talk about his projects on the go. Is it stressful? Uh, is it a, I know art is a, maybe a form of release, but is it stressful at times? Um, it, I think it is because I'm, I'm often doing so many projects. You know, In, in Wellington mm. alone there's going to be five different public projects I'm working on at the same time, which are all going to be going at the same time. So that kind wow. of organisation thing can be a bit stressful. You know, sometimes a lot of work just comes together at the same time. You know, I'm not always this busy. <laughs> True, ebbs and flows. Yeah, it, um, it does. Harvest or famine or feast. Exactly, and that's that's kind of the way it is in the art and design world. But, um, yeah, just, you know, Wellington City at the moment just seems to be really awesome in terms of not only public art projects but Māori art projects as well. Let's talk about Waituhi. Now, this is a street art project. Tell us the concept and how this came about. Yeah, well, this came about, I, um, I just saw the opportunity... Um, through uh, the Wellington City Council, um, and there was re- you have to put in a proposal, I guess. Mm. And um, essentially, there were kind of three key elements I wanted artists to respond to, three key themes, and that was uh, matariki, um, kaitiakitanga, mm. and also the location um, of the former shoreline there. So um, the, the first thing I did is um, I actually contacted uh, Liz Mellish um, from um, Taraki Whanui, Kitu Puku Te Ika, um, you know, representing Mana Whenua here, and just asked her what kind of her th- thoughts were around um, the location, you know, what it meant for local local iwi. And then from then, you know, having that conversation, I felt like I could go forward and start doing designs, you know, with and talking about the themes. And always giving that Mana Whenua back to the iwi of Wellington. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And for me, that was, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw the proposal. I thought, I've got to talk to them. Is yeah. that your thinking when you do projects like this, Johnson, is to have that that particular cope up or those steps that you have? It kind of is, yeah, yeah. And it um, it's kind of it used to be something I, I guess I had it was a bit more forced, but now it's just intuitive, I guess. Mm. You know, I just think it's a public project. Who the Manafinua? You know, how are they going to feel about this imagery, especially if it's Maori imagery? You know, it's just what should be done, I think. And then. Um, I know we talked a little bit about it, but um, the imagery itself, is that purely from your perspective or do you also use that influence of mana whenua? Yeah, normally I do. Um, and I think the light boxes on Courtney Place were a really good example of that, um, especially um, one whole side of it. I based all of the designs on um, 
on Taranaki paipai figures, on Taranaki carving styles, as a way of really acknowledging the mana whenua, mm. and they're, I guess, I guess, you know, trying to connect the aesthetics and my designs, you know, to them. Just a little bit about Waitsuhi, a street art project, um, Opera House Lane. Um, tell us about that. What is it? Well, I've, what I've done is, I guess, um, it's a it's a large scale mural, um, about twenty meters by long by five meters high. It's kind of um, broken up into three panels just because of the way the walls are there. So what I thought I'd do is just thinking about the three key themes is um, the shoreline. I thought, well, I have Tangaroa in there. Um, kaitiaki Tanga to me, the main Kaitiaki Tanga of Wellington is Tafari Matia. So I have him in the True. middle panel yes, blowing wind. this furious wind down onto Tangaroa. And then on the third panel, closest in, I have um, a large image of Rungo Marairoa or um, Rungo Matane, you know, the deity associated with Kumara. And I was, you know, thinking of Matariki, I was thinking of harvesting, and it made sense to have him in there. Yeah. So I've got these three big deity, um, and they all connect to the themes, um, but they're all connected to each other as well. And why, so here, where did that name come from? Does it have a name? Well, I, I, as far as I know, that's a name just that the council oh, decided okay. to give to it. But I'm not sure if that was a name from local iwi for that specific place, or if it's just one that they decided to make. Because I think in the Opera House Lane where it is, yes. um, it used to be so messy there, it actually used to um, turn into a creek in winter. Gosh. And I'm wondering whether that's the reason the name Waitohi came around. In your work with um, with Māori Letters, uh, Johnson, you've just done the one, for how, how many fonts yeah. have you created? I've just done one, yeah. and I've done um, three weights of it. And in that I was trying to reconsider, because recently I just did, you know, typefaces normally might have a light or a bold or italic, you know. Yeah. And I thought, well, that doesn't mean anything to Māori. You know, italic doesn't mean anything. So what I tried to do was think about Māori concepts. So for the mo- for the bold typeface, yes. I called it whakahihi. What I actually did is I changed the type, the shape of the typeface so that it's actually more rigid. It actually looks like it's showing off. It's being whakahihi. <laughs> and then for the light one, I called it whakahiti and took all the corners off and softened it. So I'm still looking at trying to develop what Māori notions might be around typefaces and typography. In July this year, Johnson was approached by the New Zealand Academy of Fine Arts to create Māori designs at their Wellington premises on Jervis Quay. And I was approached by the curator there um, to put some designs within the windows, along all the windows there. And, um, you know, they've got all these windows on the street side. Um, I de- developed these cool fi-fi, these really large cool fi-fi designs to go into the windows. And they're all kind of... Um, entangled and twisted together and it's trying to express that kind of that space again it's just really nice that there's going to be more uh, Māori imagery within the public domain in Wellington because and why is it that so many well a few organizations want that now is this kind of like a niche thing that's happening I think um there's a few things in play um having Māori in the right places I think you know within council um within certain organizations as curators I also think it's a timing thing it seems that um, all of New Zealanders are, are much more happy to have this Māori imagery around them, I think, and take it on board. If, if any, if, is there a region that, that you think in, in Aotearoa could benefit from more Māori imagery? Like, I mean, we're so the capital, Auckland's the biggest. Yeah. What about the regions in between? Well, I mean, I you're think, a small town, you know, Taumaru Nui. Yeah, yeah, well, it's interesting. I think um, there's normally, there is more art in the regions, but maybe that's because there are more Māori in the regions. <laughs> You know, in, in some regions anyway in particular. Um, but I think um, spending a bit of time, a lot of time in Whanganui, that could definitely have more Māori out within the city because it's very similar to Wellington there. When you watch the city itself, there's almost nothing that you see Māori within the environment. Like, I still enjoy the architecture, you know, but I think it's a bit monocultural.
it's maybe a better word because it's not only non not only a Māori not represented, I guess, through the architecture or through the design, but no other cultures are seen. You know, it's very monocultural. I mean, do you have, do you have a day job, so to speak, Johnson? Because <laughs> you said, you know, we got the whole this is a little bit mixed up in communication about which studio we were going to come to, but you have your you have your own studio. Yeah, and I I'm kind of managed to float around. I have some friends who um, <laughs> who let me use their desks here and there. Um, but for the last four and a half months, I've been um, based at Massey, um, at COCA, at College of Creative Arts there, and working on this Māori wallpaper project. Ah, that's right. We did talk about that. How's yeah. it going? It's going good. It's, um, it's going a bit slower than I'd like. Um, at the moment, I'm spending half of my days, or more, every day just doing paperwork and just emailing people and getting contact going and, you know, organising sites and things, so... I mean, is that part of, um, you know, living and working as an artist, is that the reality that you have to do all that paper pushing and, um, you know, a little bit of self-promotion in there as well? Is that the reality? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, it's one of those weird things where the more successful you start to become, the harder you have to work. <laughs> you know, so you're working hard and you're like, Yes, I kind of feel like I'm at a level where I've made it, um, where some of the work comes to me, and I'm still working harder. You know, I think I'm working harder than I ever have. But I guess you know when um, when it's going good, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to keep keep up with that momentum and ride right. it a little bit. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So there is no time to kind of rest on your take a six week cruise. <laughs> I'm going to um, to a wedding in Raro in September, so that'll be nice. Where I won't be able to do anything. I'll oh, probably nice. still take a visual diary and be drawing in it. Though. <laughs> um, as an artist, Johnson, uh, what you know? Who do you follow as uh, in Aotearoa as artists? Like, is there any particular people like whose paintings you have in your whare? Um I. It's interesting. One of the artists who I follow really closely has actually become one of my good friends, Rewiti Atapiri. Um, and he's an artist um, from Ngātirōkawa. Uh, you liked his work before you knew him? Yeah, and um, I became friends with him when we um, went to... Uh, when I went to Te Pūtehi Atui and started um, studying there. Um, and his stuff is just incredible, I think, you know, and the fact that I can work with him as a friend, you know, yeah. that's just amazing. So um, you guys do collaborations yep. now and again? Yeah, yeah, we did a show out at Pātaka Gallery. Um, last year, and we're going to be looking at doing some more work together in the future. Um, but oh, there are so many talented Māori artists these days. Um, I really, I'm a huge fan of Shane Cotton's Mahi, Hemi McGregor, um, Rachel Rakina's works amazing. Um, actually, yeah, um, so many talented um, female Māori artists as well. So, so then, what makes you like these particular people's art? Um, some of it's the aesthetics, I think. You know, like um, technically, their work is really sophisticated. Mm. Um, so there's a lot that I can learn from them as artists. Um, but also, I guess just the um, just the way they present themselves as artists, I think, is really interesting. Um, you know, a lot of the Māori artists. I don't know if if it's just being Māori, but the ego thing seems to be back a little bit further. Um, and and the community things seems to be a really big part. Um, even, you know, Māori artists, who I guess, who have made it, you could say, you know, whenever you go to the installations, it's all other Māori artists that are helping them out. Whānau yeah. helping them install. It's like the theatre community and this community. You're exactly, right. yeah. you know, and it's it's Fano who are showing up with Kai, who always go to the openings, you know. Um, and I think that's a, 
a special thing with Māori artists and Māori art. Yes, yes. You know, that's why I love seeing, you know, in Māori in those gallery spaces taking over. <laughs> this is our space. <laughs> yeah, for a moment, for a moment it is, you know. <laughs> so then, Johnson, um, you know, you're, you're dabbling a little bit on the site in, um, in T-shirt design, I yeah. see on your website. What was your take on the whole Tamiti designed shirts that we released, I think, last year or the oh, year before? Oh, the ones by Hohepa... Well, it's interesting, you know, as as an artist, I think you can do what you want. In 2012, artist Hohepa Thompson created a T-shirt with an image of Tame Etsi overlaid with another image of Osama Bin Laden. Now, this T-shirt resulted in a wave of negative feedback. The design was runner-up in the T-shirt category at the 2012 Middle Morda Māori Fashion Design Competition. To an extent, anyone can do what they want, and my opinion is just going to be my opinion. But when I saw those, I just thought uh, it was a lazy attempt to, to get acknowledged. If, if that's, you know, the sort of designs I want to do, that's fine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not, that's not my job, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, you yeah. know, the, the fashion world, again, is different to the art world in that appropriation is a really standardised thing. But what's weird for me is seeing Māori do that. Normally it's non-Māori doing that sort of design, you know, or using Māori imagery in that way. As soon as you see a face on a shirt, I just think, well, what's the, what's the tikanga around having someone's head on your shirt or having someone's tūpuna across your body, you know, because your mm. body is tapu. So what does that mean in terms of te tīnana? And, and, you know, I guess these are things that with Māori fashion still just developing, even, even though there's been Māori fashion designers for a long time. No one's really, that I've been able to see, like, really laid down this kind of tikanga in terms of, Māori fashion design. That's right. And that's yeah. why when I asked you before about is that your, you know, you, you think about, you have your thought or your whakaro, and you think, right, who do I need to talk to? Ah, let's go back to the iwi. So there's your process right there. Yeah, exactly. Whereas some people might think, oh, that's a cool-looking moko face slap on a T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And I, I still don't understand, you know, one T-shirt that seems to be really popular among Māori is these T-shirts that have a big moko on them. And I don't really understand that because to me it's a, it's a facial design put on a T-shirt wrapped around your body. Um, you know, and again, I'm just not saying, you know, if Māori are going to wear that, that's just evolution, I guess. You know, they want to wear something that's Māori and that's what's available to them. Um, but when I when I did my T-shirt designs, you know, I, I thought, oh, you know, I based them on the Genesis narrative. And when I finished them, I kind of realised that I hadn't even considered what it meant putting those patterns on the body. Which is quite naive, really. <laughs> so I had because you, you, know, you had a wahine image. There's a yellow wahine, exactly. see, and that's a that's a head. Yeah, well, that's a that's a full body, and and the story behind that image um, was Tanya creating the first woman, oh. and that's why I had, the image on the shirt had this woman within these hands. But yeah, afterwards, you know, I kind of reviewed what I'd done. And I thought I didn't even consider, you know, what does it mean to have patterns on this part of the body covering your body, and it it kind of led to lots of other interesting things. So you know me thinking about could you have patterns on underwear, could you have patterns on shoes, and I think you can think, you can, but I think you've got to, you can think around it. Johnson Witsuhira, artist, um, kia ora rā. Nā, nā mihi.